Hello everyone, and welcome to the Gaming But It Was Hard podcast, where we take mental health and gaming and smush them together. And I guess we, you know, interview streamers, that's only like 90% of our show. But I'm your host, Nighty. I'm joined by my esteemed, lovely, hungover co-host, Dragon. The best co-host. Hello. Very hungover co-host. I'm going to continue to point that out. But look at him, he got up early for this interview, even though he did some heavy drinking last night. But when don't I him on no sleep. Ah, you'll be fine. You're owned by the government. You don't get sleep. Facts. But with that said, today we have a fun one, I promise. But before we get in our interview. Let us talk about what is going on in our great realm of gaming. First off, we have our Modern Warfare 2 open beta coming out for all platforms, September 24th to the 26th. Now, I will say James wants me to play it. Oh, it looks so good. Come on, play it. You know you want to. I don't know. Ever since we got hit with Cold War and then Vanguard... I'm a little sketched out by COD right now. I don't know whether or not I want to buy it. I know so, I am definitely hopping on the open beta for PlayStation right after this podcast. So I don't know about you. I think I might. Uh, you know what? I'll probably wait till James gets home to play it with him. Just so we can both get our unfiltered reactions. It's not like I'm doing it for anybody. I just kind of, you know, might as well play with James. But we... That's fair. We do have some big news. Well, big news if you enjoy the Assassin's Creed saga is that they dropped uh, two different release trailers. Uh, we've got Codename Hex and we also have Codename Red. Now, Codename Red, as I understand it, as I understand it, is going to be in Feudal Japan. And apparently this is something real big that everybody's been asking for. Now, as much as I love Assassin's Creed, I've played a whole lot of it. I don't keep up to date with the news, to be 100% honest. I really don't see a reason to. But, you know, that it's something. People have been waiting for a decent game. And hopefully, you know, Feudal Japan will bring it to them. Yeah, the community definitely wants a old, authentic Assassin's Creed game. They think they've kind of gotten away from their roots, so they're hoping with this one that they do change that. I was also seeing that they're trying to release an open-world Assassin's Creed game for mobile phones, which should be interesting. Open world. And on my phone. You know, this is going to go one of two ways. It's going to be really, really good and be a smash hit. Or it's going to be really, really bad. It's now a toss-up. Hey, Legends on your phone. Um, COD, Activision announced they're going to try and put Warzone Mobile as well. So that's how something else that's going to be coming out. The, no, I'm not even going to ask how that works. I don't want to know, to be honest. I really do not want to know how that works. How in the world are you going to put Warzone, which my PS4 could barely run, on a tiny little phone? I don't know. They'll figure it out. I got faith. Definitely going to kill the fuck out of my battery, though. Oh, yeah. No battery for you. But with the other game, Codename Hex, it did... They, uh, there wasn't really anything about the setting or the main character or anything, but a little, a little logo made of twigs and twine hanging from a tree branch, which, you know, community's thinking, this looks like a witchcraft talisman, so, you know, maybe we're gonna be around the 1600s, the 30-year war, you know. That's uh, that's where our guesses are going right now. We're not a hundred percent sure. I mean, they didn't give us very much to work with. Let's be honest here. 
they were like, here, have these, you know, two, three trailers, but we're going to tell you as little as possible. Do you know if they have release dates for either of these, or just announced? I know they were announced uh, in the Ubisoft Forward 2022, which means it could be a year, maybe even two before, you know, these actually drop. Right now, I'm pretty sure they both don't have uh, any release dates, but, I mean, in time, we will be developed, we'll see more and more of the game, and see how it's going. And, let's be honest, Assassin's Creed is always some fun, but we've fallen very far from good old Assassin's Creed 3 days. Going stabbing some redcoats. I don't know. I enjoyed I Revelations. Though. Years. I enjoyed Revelations though. I think Revelations was fun. I do not remember which one that was. Obviously. I I think you were in Istanbul or something like that. I think it was the New Roman Empire when they moved it, you know, out of Rome. But man, who knows? I honestly don't, don't, you know, history buff, I can't remember enough. But, since they're, they're planning the return of the Count Mouse style multiplayer modes from, uh, and that's, that's a bit concerning. Anytime you hear multiplayer in Assassin's Creed, it's like, hmm, this is a slippery slope. It'll either be decent, or this isn't going to work well. But, you know, Codename Red and Codename Hex were the only two games that were formally announced. But, uh, like I just said, they'll, they're seeing the return of the multiplayer as well as, you know, a few different things. But, I mean, what do you think, Dragon? I mean, you're pretty well versed in uh, some gaming. I know you play by yourself a lot. I'm that was just kind a of jab. excited. That was just a jab. That wasn't even like me being for. I was literally just taking a jab at you being yellow. Hey, it's fine. I took it. Um, I'm excited though. Pride. Been... Took it with pride. Yeah. I'm excited to see where this comes out though, because uh, I haven't really been drawn into any of these new Assassin's Creed games. They've kind of just seen. Like, the stories are just thrown together. Like, like someone throws an idea and they're like, this can work. Versus taking their time like they did before and getting super historic. I feel like they have definitely gotten away from that. But honestly, I haven't given, given them the chance or even played them. I did see the Assassin's Creed trilogy was released for Game Pass on Xbox. So I might go back through, give them a try, see how that goes. Go be your good old Ezio. Yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, since I played, uh, I started with Assassin's Creed Three, so I never got you know my full experience. But I mean, Assassin's Creed Three was a whole lot of fun. It's just if you look at any of the reviews for any of the new Assassin's Creed when they released, I mean, it was awful. If I if I see your game. And its most expensive edition is $7.49 on sale. That means you have created a shit show and not a masterpiece. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, you know, that's not the only thing we have on today's dock. We have our great Assassin's Creed. We have the MW2 beta, which once again, September 24th or 26th. We have a lot of games upcoming and a lot of games to cover. But we have our esteemed medical professional here today. Who goes by the name of Mr. or not Mr. Since he's technically a doctor, Dr. Attend. Hello, hello. 
Welcome, good old Doc. How are you feeling today? I'm very well, thank you very much for asking. Thank you for having me on the show. How are you guys doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I'm, I'm so very hungover. Yep, yep, Dragon. We get it. You like to drink a little too much. <laughs> but I mean, you're owned by the government. What else are you going to do? That is what I'm forever going to bring up past you, Dragon, is that you're owned by the government and you drink too much. Those are your two characters. Comes with the job. Oh, yeah, that too. But welcome, Doc. You know, thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule. I know you being in college and all. Even though, it, you know, it is Sunday, but we don't talk about it. This was recorded not on a Sunday, I promise. <laughs> so, obviously, as a streamer, we have to ask the age-old question of how long have you been streaming? You know, how, how long been? has been your illustrious career? I believe I'm on 10 months now, I want to say. We're closing in on a year. It's a... Uh... It's certainly is something. I when I first started, I did not expect to be uh, going this long. I expected maybe a few weeks, get bored of it, and yeah, here we are. Ten yeah. months later. It seems like how it happens sometimes, you know. You're just like, yeah. yeah, I'll do a few of these, you know, just for fun, see if anybody likes it, and then it slowly turns into something that you feel like you could most likely do long term. But you know, what made you want to come in the stream? What made you want? to stream that fateful day well i'll be honest so I, I i remember my first stream actually it was a minecraft stream and i was playing on one of my friend's public servers and it was i was i was thinking to myself you know what i'm playing this anyway i might as well go live see what the crack is see if i'll see if i'll get any views anything like that so i had my purple comfy on i had my crappy laptop webcam I downloaded OBS quickly, threw on the webcam, loaded up the uh, loaded up uh, the the uh, the game, and I just I just started streaming, continued playing as normal, and people started watching. And so yeah, I just I, I just I kept going. I moved on from uh, I moved on from Minecraft to Legend of Zelda. I did Legend of Zelda for a hot minute, completed the game on that, uh, and then I moved over to DVD because someone recommended it. They recommended I play it once or twice. I didn't think I'd get into it. And now look at me, I'm just straight up a DVD streamer. Yes, you are uh, <laughs> definitely a DVD branded streamer. Everybody knows you. Uh, well, I'm not going to say everybody. A lot of people know you from DVD. And being <laughs> the killer of all killers. Well, obviously <laughs> it worked well for you. You came back and you continued to stream. But you know, after that first one, what made you like, yeah, I want to I wanna do it again. I want to do it a third time. I want to do it a fourth. And you look at what kind of led into you, like, yep, I'm going to keep doing this. Because I know for well, it everyone it's different. Well, for the first couple of times, it was it was simply a case of, like, let's see what happens. Let's see if people want to watch me. Let's see if we can get some conversations on the go. Because I'm playing anyway. I'm playing anyway. Might as well make it a bit more interesting. Go live. See if I can make some friends. And that, that I had barely been into Twitch before then in the first place. Um, so after those first couple of streams, I, uh, I, I just, I started watching other streamers. I saw that they had channel emotes and I wanted them on my channel. So I thought, how am I going to do that? How am I going to get channel emotes? And then I found out I had to be affiliate. Affiliate, you have to have 50 followers. I had maybe about four at the time. And I thought, I want channel emotes. I want channel emotes. So I, I, I decided, right, you know what? Even if, even if this, this doesn't work out for me, I want to at least be able to stream one time with channel emotes so that people can drop drop some funny memes in the chat, funny pictures, and and so that's what I worked on. It took a couple of weeks, but I hit affiliate. And then once I was at affiliate, I was like, oh, wait, look at this. People are actually subscribing. No, I might, I might as well stick around for them then. And then more people started subscribing, more people started following, I started getting people uh, coming through from recommended. One thing led to another, and yeah. I can't imagine not streaming anymore. So, since, you know, you've gotten yourself through the streaming place, and you obviously still, you have your exponential growth, it's, it doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon. So what's an aspiration you have? So what's something you want to do with it? Honestly, I just want to entertain people. Like, if I could be 
if if I could like have channel notes and if I could have all the little perks that come with being affiliate without being affiliate, I'd be happy to do that. So I know that there's some people that do this for money. There's some people that do this for whatever reason. I, I just like building a community. I like having fun with people. I like making friends, chatting to people, all that good stuff. So in terms of aspirations, honestly, just building my community so I can make more friends and have more people brought together under this under this one Doctor Tur banner. Yeah, the good old Doc. Welcome to the Doctor's office. <laughs> exactly. Whether you need it or not, you're going to the Doctor's office. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do you plan to expand your brand? Do you plan to, you know, expand your stream and everything like that? Or do you think you're just going to keep on trucking how you are right now? And just keep building that community. Well, I do have some plans in the work involving YouTube, but uh, that's on the hush hush for now. That's on the hush but, hush. Yeah, all I'm gonna say is some moist things are coming. Some very moist things are coming. Well, you guys were here <laughs> first. Doctor Harris got some uh, very special business in the works. Exactly, we'll be taking over YouTube. <laughs> So I do have uh, a couple questions on my own because I kind of came into this pretty blind. I sure. feel like I detect uh, accent. Where are you from? I'm from Scotland. That's why it's so early in the morning here. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Time Four zones past three are, in the afternoon. Time zones are not nice to us. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we're getting it done nonetheless. Exactly, and I appreciate his uh, his 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 working around the fact that there's a seven hour time difference or something, something like that. There's there's a few hours, a few. Mm. (laughs) He did also say that you're trying to, you know, build a community. So, with that being said, what does the what do they mean to you? Like, how much does your community mean to you, and what do you plan on doing with them? Oh, my community is everything to me. I want to build a safe space where people can feel like they, for lack of a better phrase, belong. I know that sounds really cliche, but that's the best way to put it. A place where they sort of feel like they belong, where, you know, if they're having an awful day and or if they feel like they're feeling particularly isolated, that they can come to and know that there's there's people there that care about them and, you know, want to spend time with them and a place where they can actively reach out to other people if they need help, or indeed if they see someone that needs help, you know, they can reach out to them and just enjoy themselves, you know? So, like, uh, a place to be safe and unjudged, you would say? Exactly. I mean, we've got people from all walks uh, in the community. We've got uh, people from all different sectors of the LGBT community. We've got all different ages. I mean, we've got people as young as, what, 16? We've got people as old as, like, late 50s. So, you know, we've got literally everybody, and absolutely everybody's welcome. And uh, that's what one might call a welcoming community. <laughs> exactly. Good old doctor's office. Nothing goes wrong in, in the doctor's office. It only prescribes happiness. <laughs> happiness is support. So, that's, well, that's what made you become the doc? Why did you choose I am going to be the doctor? <laughs> okay, so this isn't actually my first uh, Twitch account. My first ever Twitch account was uh, something that was, was Dr. Futanari. Now, Ooh. It, <laughs> I can I'm see how that might Futanari cause... Is. That might cause some... Uh... Mm-hmm. Mm. So I, I, I my first account was Doctor Futanari, and um, when I started like you know getting involved in different uh, Twitch channels and stuff, I would go into people's chats, follow them, etc. They'd try and pronounce my name, they'd get it wrong, and then they'd ask. A lot of them would ask where my name came from, surprisingly. So I would tell them that you know Doctor Futanari was a Japanese geneticist from World War Two who had some really really out there deformities that made them just look absolutely wild and a lot of them would look them up right there and then on twitch they would look up Funari on twitch and uh as a first so for some reason unbeknownst to me i cannot possibly fathom why that account got banned 
permanently. So, <laughs> so I made the second. Exactly. So I made the second account, Doctor Atter. Um, the Doctor is an homage to basically me being just a mean lord in a past life. And you know what? I've I've decided to make something of it so that it's not just a meme, but it is it is me. So there's a little bit of funnery in all of us. Well, I guess that leads into the second question of uh, where did a tear come from? A tear is Scots Gaelic. Now, when Futunari was banned, I, I, I pretty much, I, I, I would make the joke that you know, oh, somebody at Twitch outed themselves because they know what they know what Futunari is, and they they decided to take the executive decision based on their knowledge to ban me. But that means someone out there in Twitch HQ knows what Futunari is, and that that just that just amused me to no end. So I decided to name this one Doctor Atter, and if anybody at Twitch knows what Scott's Gaelic is, well then I'll be impressed. But it's not as bad, but a tear means daddy. So, ah, Dr. Daddy. Is. Exactly. So, if somebody at Twitch HQ speaks uh, any Scots Gaelic, they'll know that my name is Dr. Daddy. So, it's basically just a poke, a, a poking fun at Twitch HQ for that one. Well, everybody, a lot of people know you as the killer man who gets one win on every killer. And he does it oddly way too much and think you're a little good at what you do. So what made you play killer over, you know, a more chat-friendly playing survivor? Well, there was a couple of reasons. First off, um, I couldn't always guarantee that I'd be able to play with other people if I was going to play survivor. And I absolutely abhor playing solo queue. It is, it is just painful. It's a painful experience. For some reason, whenever I would play solo queue, I would just get partnered with just the worst people. And that's not entertaining. That's not entertaining for me. It's not entertaining for you guys. So I don't want to do it. That and is so mm, that is felt. That is mm -hmm. felt. As a solo queue player myself. <laughs> I feel it. I know so Grave the... does too. Exactly. So there was a couple of times where I was I was playing Survivor and I, I had to play solo queue and I was I was just fed up with it. So I decided to start playing Killer, see what the crack was on that. And because at least then, if the game goes badly, it's either because you yourself have messed up, or the other team are just too good. And that's completely fair. It is what it is. You know, you're going up against people who are just better than you. That's fine. Whatever. Yes, I do mauled a lot in my streams but you know what i'm angry at myself i'm not angry at them anyway uh so yeah i just started playing killer and i was finding myself enjoying that a lot more so i started trying to seek out dbd streamers who played killer and there was there was like virtually none there's virtually no dbd streamers that main killer i can think of maybe what three that i follow and that's after searching hard for uh, killer mains. And I'm I'm trying to I'm not even talking about the big, big ones like, you know, Lilith Omen. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like your everyman. So I decided, you know what? I'm not enjoying solo queue. I'm enjoying playing killer. There is clearly a demand for killer mains in Twitch. So why not fill that role? So here I am. Well, as a killer main, and as Dragon being a new player to Dead by Daylight, what uh, what advice could you give him to uh, you know, not find himself on the hook, twenty four seven? Um. Well, my first piece of advice for any new player is stop playing because you will get addicted. Yep, that when is I... perfect advice. Just don't don't even start. Don't waste your I... time. Exactly. When I first started playing, I played the tutorial, I played a few games, and I thought, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. But then I gave it another chance, and I was like, mm, actually. And then I gave it another chance, and I was like, oh, okay. And it, it, it just sort of snowballed. I should have taken my first gut feeling and just not played it, because <laughs> now I'm addicted. You know, 1,400 hours in under 10 months, that's, uh, that's something. Jesus. So, yeah. do you have, like, I know we had Grape on here, um, and she, you know, plays Steve. Um, do you have someone who, like, represents your brand, or do you just play who you like? So I am a doctor main, 
doc, doctor is who I mean as. And, Makes sense. Yeah. yeah but, me and uh, Doc share that, actually. See, yeah, I, I am that, a yeah. Doc Ace fan, and he <laughs> enjoys his doctor. I'm like the memer of all communities. It's like, yeah, I play Ace. What do you got to do about it? <laughs> um. So, yeah, while I am a doctor main, uh, whenever I'm not doing a challenge on my streams, whenever I'm not doing a challenge on my streams, it is entirely up to the community who I play. At the start of the stream, I have uh, my viewers list killers that they want to see me play. We'll get eight or nine of them in a list, in a queue, and then I'll just run through those. And if anybody else has any requests, I'll add those to the queue. And that's 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 it. So as a result, I'm fairly competent in pretty much everybody, though Doctor has got my heart. Yes, Doctor definitely has my heart as well. I've played Doc <laughs> for as long as I can remember. I started playing this game uh, a few days before its second anniversary. I've been playing lot of this game and i love it as much as it has brought me immense pain and sadness i do at the end of the day love the game i will never never get used to it god this game makes me sad and the old game was so hard oh no old ruin and everything like that oh i i feel bad for the people who come in now just because they're experiencing a completely it looks like the difference between you know a kitten uh, a kitten and a lion from you know a few years ago to starting like now where you know blood points are easier you know perks aren't as strong as in comparison before you know it was I think it was 4,000 points to get a brown add-on, to get, like, a brown item, and then Old Ruin with the, you had to hit your greats or you lost progress on your gen, and just how different the game was, and how some killers were fundamentally different. Doctor used to be... You had to switch between using his actual M1 and his M2. There was two different things. You would have to switch to use his shock and switch to use his actual M1. It was a completely different game. But I had fun. I had just as much fun then as I do now. I feel kind of went full circle. I have heard some serious horror stories about uh, old Dead by Daylight from both the killer and survivor side. As you say, there was old Ruin, which basically made gens impossible. There was, you know, the fact that you only needed to do, what was it, maybe one or two generators before the hatch opened and everybody could escape. As long as there was, like, what, three hatches of, uh, sorry, three gens still uh, not done, everybody could escape through the hatch. Uh, I think it was uh, however many people are in the game plus one is the generators that you had to do before the hatch, you know, would spawn. And yeah, back way back when the hatch mm. used to, you know, pop up, it was it was a completely different game. And Ruin, mm -hmm. it was the difference in, you know, I'm, and this is back when they had actual ranks and it wasn't just like the tier you were in. It Ruin would set difference between, you know, I'm a red rank, and I'm a purple rank. You think, well, those were right beside each other. You know, there can't be that much of a difference. You could not get into red ranks if you did not know how to hit your great skill checks. It was a completely different game. I mean, one side of the spectrum and the other, and in between, was Ruin. If you were a killer not running Ruin, you were throwing for your own enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Ruin was integral to that part of the game. Same way like Iron Will, Urban, Sprint Burst, all the old perks, stuff before they got reworked, old DS. <laughs> God, old DS was something. Now the problem with 
all DS with me is I could hit my DS skill checks. I could hit my every other skill checks. I could hit my impossible doctor skill checks. I could not hit my DS skill check. I don't know why. I just could not hit it. But with Dragon, you know, coming into this new game, from what I came into to what he's coming into, it's two completely different games. Oh, I've heard it. Because I came in, and both of the two people who taught me to play the game, they've been playing since release. They had already had, you know, way too many hours on the game by the time I was introduced to it. So they're like, we're not going to go play in public, Bobby. You're playing and you know, you're playing in our private games until you get good enough to run away from us and chase us. So I didn't even play like real online DVD till probably four or five months into me playing the game. And where Dragon comes in, it's, yeah, we can hop into the normal game. Skill-based matchmaking will work itself out and we won't get screwed over. <laughs> and back then, it wasn't skill-based matchmaking. You could, first game you ever played, you'd play rank one if you were unlucky enough. If you were unlucky enough with the time and the hours where there were a, a low amount of players, that's a rank one killer for you right there. Mm -hmm. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> Well, we definitely got way down the rabbit hole there. We went on for a while. So let's try to rope it back in and uh, see you ever plan on releasing, you know, some Doctor merch. Are we going to see some Doc merch? I actually do have some things in the works when it comes to that. I was planning on, and actually, I'll, I'll just say it now. I was planning on having some Doc merch available at the end of the month. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Oh, you hear that? Mm-hmm. Mm, guys. Got that uh, inside scoop over here. <laughs> yeah, you're the first to know. Well. And uh, I'm very excited about this. I can't wait to see it. I might have to uh, own a piece myself. <laughs> Are you going to leave the photos to us or just no. tell us? We, we, no, 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 no. We don't get yeah. that much insider knowledge. We get a little bit. We had to try. Not that much. Yeah, we had to try for the content. Exactly. Well, I've been in more than enough of your streams. You know, I pop in, I say hi, I'll watch you play Killer and stuff. But I have noticed that you often play, you know, a lot of music in your streams while you play. Mm -hmm. Now, it may not be, you know, the most forefronted thing, but there is music there. And Twitch is very, very picky nowadays about what music it puts in. And you know, like <laughs> muted audio and everything like that. So I wondered what I, I I wondered which how you dealt with that. So I'm gonna let you in on a little bit of a secret when it comes to Twitch. When you are live, Twitch doesn't care what music you're playing. When you finish your stream, once you wrap up, part of your vod gets muted. That's literally it. That's that they they say that they're really picky about it, but especially when you're a smaller streamer, it might be different when you're bigger, like fucking I don't know, Pokemon. Maybe it's different when you're up with the Pokemons or the Amaranths or whoever. But when you're a smaller streamer and you're playing music, all they'll do after the stream is is mute part of your vod, and even then, it's not the entire vod that's muted. It's just little bits and pieces. So let's take a stream last night. Let's take a stream last night. I can go onto my VOD section just now, and I can see there's one part, the opening five minutes of my stream is muted. And funnily enough, that's this part of the stream where I'm doing starting soon anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Rest of it, there's not a single piece of muted content. And they don't care because this has been the case for almost a year now. There might be parts where I'll take this random clip right here, this random VOD right here, there's one, two, three, four muted parts dotted throughout the stream. But yeah, they, they don't they don't care as much as they, they claim that they do. So there you go. Mm. Well, Dragon has talked about himself that he wants to start streaming, so you listen up, you listen. Make sure you get all this insider knowledge from two people who stream. Now, of course, Doc and Graper also 
a whole lot bigger than me, but I've been around the block a few times. Mm-hmm. I've been streaming for the better part of two, three years. I only got okay. a, I got affiliated after a year and a half. I, I mean, I've been on Twitch a long, long time. I was on Twitch when I was like 14 or 13 or something like that, streaming. Because, of course, what kids dream isn't. I want to play games and live in a mansion with all my friends and we'll have a YouTube channel and a Twitch channel and everything like that. Whose dreams isn't that? Well, I guess people with proactive dreams who never play games. But that wasn't me, so it doesn't matter. Well, Doc, do you believe Mm -hmm. that you would have the same channel you have if you never happened upon DDD and never played it? Honestly, no. I I don't think I would. I think I would have... I would have probably have kept going. I would definitely have tried to build a community, but I don't think it would reach nearly the levels that it has if it weren't for Dead by Daylight. And honestly, it's kind of mind-blowing to think about. Well, obviously Dead by Daylight's doing well, and you are still on that exponential growth. So is, you know partner this big goal for you or is it just like it happens it happens to me it happens it happens i've 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 got i've built the community Uh, as people come in that's absolutely fantastic but uh i mean what i'm 833 followers strong right now my discord server has 154 people people are clearly wanting to be here and be part of the community and that's that's all that i want all i want is for people to want to be part of the community and to you know feel like they're in a safe space and people obviously feel like they are and that's that's fantastic to me well i also get asked you know since you are enrolled in university for a business degree i'm i think i'm right mm-hmm. on that uh well, do you plan to stream even after you get your degree, or is it just, you know, you're doing this, get a degree, get a job, and depending on which one works better, you'll go for this or that? Oh, God, no, I fully intend to continue doing this after I have my degree. In fact, if I don't use what I've been learning in university to help further my uh, Twitch career, as it were, then... I'd be wasting a fantastic opportunity. So no, it's not one or the other for me. It is both. And in fact, I would probably be incorporating one into the other. Uh, if there's one thing that could help a Twitch streaming, that's business. <laughs> You're not trying to become a doctor? I'm not trying to become a doctor? Oh my goodness. Well, you know, uh, that's that's not... you got to get a doctorate not... in business. <laughs> well, if that happens, it happens. But... Uh, it's, it's not my priority. Now, imagine that day the doc becomes a real doc. Are you saying that I'm not a real doctor? How dare you? I mean, I haven't seen your medical license. <laughs> That's very true. I keep that close to my chest. Well, I hate to, uh, you know, take our light-hearted topics uh, a little bit down south, but... We are trying our best to spread mental health through gaming and the community. So what does, you know, mental health mean to you as in term or, you know, what what does it mean to you, mental health? So I feel like a lot of people look at mental health in a completely different way that they do their physical health. I feel like too many people ignore how they're feeling mentally because there's no physical symptoms of being unwell. But we all face mental health problems, you know? Some people spend 18 hours sleeping because consciously they can't figure out a way to cope with day-to-day life. People overeat to the point of it being detrimental to them. There are people who, of course, self-harm. There are people who um, are suffering from severe depression. These are all symptoms of of being unwell, and that is ex- ex- being unwell mentally is exactly the same as being unwell physically. You still need to get the help that you need to make it better. Just because there's a stigma in society that says, you know, uh, oh, if you if there's no physical symptoms, then you're fine. People tend to disregard the fact that they might need help 
mentally as well to become well. And I completely agree with that. And a lot of people, myself included, saw, oh yeah, well, you know, it's nothing. I'll just put on a face and keep going. It, it, it can't affect me that much, can it? And then you realize a lot later, you're like, it did affect me a whole mm-hmm. lot. And it's completely changed who I am now because I left it unchecked. And now yep. I have all of this work that I have to backpedal and work twice as hard to help and to, I wouldn't say fix, but to address. Exactly. So do you feel like, you know, do you feel that, you know, gaming as a space and as people who play games and just kind of the big bubble of gaming do you think we touch enough as, you know, a gaming community on mental health? Do you think we address it as much as we should? Because a lot of us use games as an escape into, you know, a different reality and a different person to escape from what's going on in our real lives. We, you know, put it into games and we play games, whether it's, you know, farming up in Farmville or, you know, hitting sick 360 no scopes in Call of Duty. So I'm in two minds about this. On one hand, yes, gaming is beneficial because it's a form of escapism. It lets you put your struggles of the real world on hold and lets you escape into a world where you can be wherever you want to be. And I know, again, another cliche. I'm just full of them today. It's absolutely fantastic. But lets you into escape into a world where you can be wherever you want to be where the real world problems don't apply to you because, you know, you're some superhero or you are some just ideal world scenario or a scenario where you're, you might be in uh, a world that's crumbling, but you are the sole survivor who can save it. And that's, that's great. That's great. But on the other hand, I don't think it's helpful because it distracts you from the fact that once you turn off the console, you're still in the real world and you still have the real world problems. And I feel like the biggest issue facing a lot of people is that they're not communicating with each other enough. And while video games can be an outlet or give people an opportunity to reach out to other people, which is one of the whole reasons why I have the community that I have, because I want people to feel safe reaching out to other people. Not enough people feel comfortable reaching out they feel like they're being a bother they feel like they're being a hassle they feel like they're 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 being a burden to other people but they need to understand that it's okay to not just escape into video games and try and ignore the problems that are actually happening but you know actually say okay i am having this problem people have told me it's okay to reach out to them i i should be able to take that and reach out to people and say, hey, listen, I'm struggling. I need your help. Do you consent to, you know, letting me vent to you and getting this off my chest? Because even just venting for a little while with a real person does so much for you. And, you know, I agree with all of it. It's it's a double it's a double edged sword, I think the expression is. Good mm-hmm. on one side, but also not great on the other. Yeah. And that's a slippery slope. And obviously, it's always very, very, what's the word? Trying to use my brain here. Sometimes it does not work, though. (laughs) Dragon, you know my word. I don't know. You probably don't. What do you have to add, my esteemed hungover co-host? So something that I'm kind of noticing as a trend for um, streamers now, you know, having their Discord open, going through, talking to people, everyone has, like, a little tab for people to go talk to each other, and, you know, you already have some, or you already have things in common because, you know, you follow this person, you're a fan of them, you show love to them, but that's how you connect, and that's how... It seems like a lot of people are getting help now is through streamers and stuff, which is really good to see. 
people actually caring about the community. Like I can tell Doc really cares about his community and it's great to see like this progression instead of these big streamers who you can't even talk to them without having money in your pocket. Yeah, without like paying forward something so you get noticed or because I mean, I get that it's kind of hard to interact when you have 13,000 people watching you to catch every little thing. But there's also, you know, steps that you can take to help your community. I mean, I mean, just look at people like uh, I know we're bringing a YouTuber into this, but like Markiplier. Huge creator. He's got, what, 33 or 36 million subscribers? I mean, huge YouTuber. But he still does charity streams all the time, even though he definitely rakes in cash for a living. I mean, his kids, kids, kids probably wouldn't have to worry about money with the amount that he definitely pulls in. But he still gives to charity all the time and addresses it in his community. He doesn't, you know, take his paycheck and keep his mouth shut like some people do. But, I mean, sometimes that's the way the world works, and it's sad, but, you know, every little small person can make an impact on someone's life. I, shit, Doc, I know you have on uh great because i mean i don't know if you listened to her podcast episode but she spoke very highly of you and being a friend and everything like that even though you have your jokes in twitch which we have all seen broadcast many times she <laughs> regards you very very highly as a friend and as a person Oh, and I feel exactly the same way. Like, I could not speak any higher of them. In fact, whenever they're in my streams, as an example, and I'm just using this as an example because, yeah, it means that I can address multiple people with this, but whenever I'm in my streams and I know that she's going live, I tell them, I, I just straight up tell people, go watch her, don't watch me, because they're such a wonderful, wholesome person, and I can guarantee that you will feel just absolutely wonderful with them. Like, I could not praise them any higher. They're an absolutely wonderful individual, and I'm so glad that I met them. I mean, shit, I'm glad I met them, and, I mean, we're nowhere near as close as you are, but I'm glad I met her. She's great, she's kind, and, you know, isn't, I wouldn't, uh, would, I'm not going to try to find the word for that. Let me stop myself while I'm ahead. <laughs> but, you know... On a little bit of a lighter note, we all are pretty good friends in her community, and she's brought a lot of people together, and, mm -hmm. you know, I think she's, what what was the word you used, dragon? Bubbly? Yes. Yes. She's very bubbly, like uh, mm -hmm. like we said, and, I mean, she definitely gives that sense of safety in her streams, and, you know, no judgment, just acceptance. Except for those people who come in and just immediately scream, cry about it. <laughs> right, exactly. Those are the greatest people, because they'll come in, and it's like, what do you believe you will achieve from those those words? What do you believe that you will, you going to hurt her feelings? Believe it or not, she doesn't care. <laughs> Why do you think you got banned in half a second? Just so we don't have to listen to your shit. Exactly. Well, we are moving on to our final section by somebody we both know. Uh, right. She has given us full permission to uh, use this. So, welcome to Rapid Fire Questions, presented to you by Lacey. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She got her own whole section because she submitted a bunch of questions for the other interview. And I was like, wait, why would I put this into the interview? I can make this up my own section. So I asked her and she said she was fine with it. So rapid fire questions. I'm pretty sure it's pretty self-explanatory. Rapid fire questions. I still think we need to get Lacey in the podcast. I think we should. Even if it's like, I think we should do her on an episode. I agree. Lacey's amazing. 
She's just going to start asking us questions. Yeah. It's going to turn into her interviewing us. And we're going to be completely un unprepared. But completely. Let's get into these rapid fire questions. Quick interview by Lazy. So, first off, what got you into gaming? You know, what set it for you? Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, honestly, I was uh, spending one uh, spending time at one of my friends' house, and they were uh, they were playing RuneScape, if you guys uh, know or remember that game. Ooh. And, yeah, and uh, I, I thought it looked fantastic. So I got home, I, I downloaded the client, and uh, I, I got hooked from there. And from there, I started playing World of Warcraft, and then from there, I started playing Legend of Zelda, and it was just, it all started from there. And now I'm addicted. Now I'm addicted. Next question. How did you discover that by daylight? It was actually one of my friends that recommended it to me. Um, so I was in uh, I was in someone's stream, someone by the name of Kirsty TV. Absolutely incredible person. Definitely go check them out. I could not praise any higher. They are they're they're one of my biggest inspirations for streaming. Anyway, one of their viewers um re uh, rec requested that uh, that we play Dead by Daylight together. And I thought, you know what, heck, I'll try it. So I downloaded it, and as I said before, first couple of games, I was like, eh. But then I gave it, I kept giving it more chances, and now I'm hooked. All right. I like that. Just, you know, got to give it that one chance, and maybe it'll go right. Yeah, DVD mm -hmm. is not one of those games where, you know, you play it once, and you immediately love it. It is like, wow, I don't know. And then it builds from there. Exactly. Well, how do you prepare for a stream? How do I prepare for a stream? Honestly, I I I, I don't really come in with a plan. I I kind of just freeball it every stream. <laughs> you just come in, you hit that button, say, "Hello, friendos." Yeah, what? Right, much, yeah. Yeah, let's 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 take a pause from our rapid fire questions and and uh, introduce you know your catchphrase. How you doing, <laughs> friendo? How you doing, friendo? Are you well? Please tell me all about your day and don't you dare spare a single detail, otherwise you and I are going to have some problems on me. In fact, I'll set insert viewer on you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is the catchphrase. Where did this come from? Is this something you just put together randomly? It, yeah, actually it was. It was just something completely random. Uh, I didn't even think about it. It was just it was just uh, something that I would say. It, it, there was no rhyme or reason to it. But then somebody took notice of it, and they said, "You realize you say this almost every time someone comes in." And it kind of just became a meme from there. So now I make an active point of saying that at the start of every stream, whenever somebody comes in, whenever I meet someone new. So well, there you go. Start saying it in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you should say that actually because um this year <laughs> recently started well it's similar vein this year's semester recently started and we were doing icebreakers so we we're going around introducing ourselves and i so rarely have to use my actual name in day-to-day -day conversation so i very nearly refer uh, introduced myself as doc <laughs> that would have been uh that have been a situation it would have been something. Would have been something. I just I wanted to touch on that because it is very recognizable. That is definitely a part of your brand. Mm -hmm. Is how you do with that friendo. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Well, with the how do you you know get into streaming if you just you know going with the flow? How do you unwind? How do I unwind? Honestly, so. What I would do, what I'll tend to do is I'll usually raid out to someone like Kirsty TV, or I'll raid out to someone like Haunted Grave, and I'll just vibe. I'll just enjoy the fantastic content that these wonderful streamers bring out. And then if neither of these people arrive, I'll find someone. I'll find either a really small streamer and give them utter shock, or I'll find someone who just looks interesting. You know, I'll jump into a stream. I'll say. Psst, and if they back, then I will, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll rate them. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's get into the a uh, little bit longer of the rapid fire questions. What are your top three favorite memories from streaming? 
Oh my god. Okay, so first one. Uh, I believe it was near New Year, and uh, I had a cat called Oliver, and he had the zoomies. He had heckin' zoomies, and he decided to try and jump on top of my green screen and knocked it down on top of me. Nice. Yeah, so that was a that was a thing that happened. Um, that was absolutely wonderful. Uh, my second favorite memory was. Honestly, it was probably my first ever stream when I realized that people were actually interested in, you know, spending time with me and talking to me and vibing with me. That just felt absolutely incredible. And One of those, like, I, first, you know, first time somebody says something in chat, you're just like, it's happening. It's happening. Exactly. Because, like, you watch all of the videos when you're preparing, like, when once you start and you're, like, you're, 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 you're thinking, you know what, I'm going to get into this. So you start watching videos on YouTube of how to get better at streaming, blah, blah, blah. And the biggest thing is them saying, oh, you need to learn to, uh, to stream to an audience of zero. So just keep talking, because if you keep talking, somebody's going to come in and see you talking. It's a lot better than uh, being silent. But when you first get that first person come in and they actually stick around and they stay that's just that's a, that's an incredible experience that's an incredible experience it really is mm -hmm. it's definitely kind of like career changing you're just like exactly it is now time i'm in a completely different mindset mm -hmm. and i'd say my third favorite memory was actually new year it was new year uh, I was streaming, midnight hit, and there was a bunch of us all together in chat, and we all celebrated making it through the year together, and it was, ju it was just such a wonderful memory, and it sticks out in my brain every time I think about streaming. That is some pretty great memories. I like them all. We got the uh, <laughs> Zoomy cast. Well, obviously, top three favorite streamers. What do we got? What do we, who, who are we watching? So, as I say, there's Kirsty TV, number one favorite streamer, absolutely, inspiration for streaming, cannot recommend them highly enough, they're absolutely incredible. There's obviously Haunted Grape, uh, you, you, you've all spoken to her, you've all spent time in her communities, if you know my community, you know her community, she's just an incredible person. And then you've got someone who I don't often get the opportunity to raid, but he's always in my streams, even if he's just lurking, and his name is Pivlam. He was one of the first people I ever followed. I've been in his community for for as long as I've been on Twitch now. And he does content like uh, Mario 64, Legend of Zelda, Pokemon. If it's Nintendo, he does it. He's just such a wonderful, wholesome person, and he's just amazing. His name's Pivlam. Well, I I have noticed that you guys definitely have a bridge in your platform between you and Grape. Mm -hmm. You guys have your individual viewers, but there's also a whole lot of your community that is interweaved in between. Yep. And I mean, that's to be expected when uh, you're both in your chat being absolute memes. <laughs> you're like, oh, I like this guy. He's funny. I'm going to go watch him. And then you see he's just as funny on stream. <laughs> well, that's very sweet of you to say. Well, what are some things that you would uh, like to do with your platform? Once again, a good old top three. So my f the, the biggest thing I want to do is honestly just expand my community into other communities. So ever since I hit affiliate, that's something that I've been doing. You know, I... Every time I raid out, I try to get involved in that community, and I try to consistently raid into that person so that our community is intertwined, such as, you know, myself and Haunted Grape, or myself and Kirsty TV, and again, to an extent, myself and Pavlan. There are a bunch of communities that I am a member of and who I share a community with, because, like, who my community shares a community with theirs because we're consistently raiding each other, we're consistently getting ourselves involved with each other, and they're they're all just I, I want to sort of build this web of safe spaces. That's definitely understandable. I mean, that is probably one of the best things about having a community that is very open and accepting is that it feels like every single one of them 
is a safe space where you feel like you can talk about anything without being judged. Exactly. So if I can expand my community into these different people, be it Kirsty, Haunted Group, Vlan, be it someone called Exeroic, who is a wonderful person, another person, Chaotic Newt, another person, oh God, uh, Skywitch. Right? He's so good, isn't he? Yeah, I'm so, hoping to get him next week. That is, uh, well, technically not next week, two weeks from now, but I'm hoping to get him on. That is currently something that we have in the works. Because I okay. love watching Newt, and he's great. He really is. So if I can expand my web into all these different communities and make my people feel safe in these people's communities and vice versa, then I'm doing something right. I just, I just want a web of communities where everybody feels safe. I mean, you definitely, at the very least, have that in your own and grapes, but I'm sure there's a whole lot of other people that I don't personally watch that you are intertwined with that is just the same way. Mm-hmm. Well. Exactly. What's the coolest thing you got to do because of content creation? What would you say is the absolute coolest thing you got to do? The coolest thing I've got to do is actually something that's in the works that we will be doing very shortly. Oh. Yeah. And Ooh. it's it's my first ever charity stream. Ooh, so we are uh, we're getting some more insider knowledge. You are. Now this is something I've been pretty vocal about, but um when we hit a thousand, which I'm predicting is going to be by the end of the month. If it's not by the end of the month, it's going to be by the start of next month. When we hit a thousand, we're going to be doing a charity e-girl stream. Your boy is going to be in the fishnets. He's going to be in the miniskirt, crop top, the whole shebang. Oh, Cat your head. Oh, oh no. And we're going to be raising money for Doctors Without Borders. And regardless of how much we raise, the fact that I'm in a position where I can realistically do that, that's, that's just that's the most amazing thing to me. And I think that is amazing. Even if the ego part is going to be something to witness. <laughs> that's going to be something to witness. But the, the the meaning behind it means a whole bunch. Doctors Without Borders mm -hmm. was a great organization. I wholeheartedly agree. Gotta do a hot tub stream in the e-girl fit. Oh, of course. Naturally. Easy. <laughs> Easy hot tub stream, easy money. I'm pretty sure we made the same joke. <laughs> pretty sure we made the same joke to hot tub grape hot tub stream, man. Oh, that's perfect. Scoops a hoy hot tub stream. Mm hmm Well, we'll try to end it on a fun note for anybody who any aspiring streamers, content creators. What advice do you personally have for them? For aspiring content creators. Honestly, don't stress too hard, you know? People will come, people will enjoy their, your, themselves there. Don't try and make yourself liked, because otherwise you're just going to attract the wrong sorts. So attract people that, you know, want to be there for you. Because if they want to be there for you, they're, you're, they're going to be there for each other, because everybody will have that same thing in common. They'll, they'll all enjoy you, not just who you're pretending to be. Well, I think that is perfect. Well, we have taken enough time out of your busy, busy day, Mr. Doc. I know you got to get back to the office. You got some patience to see. So uh, we'll let you go. But thank you so much for coming on. It was great talking to you. And uh, I will see you again soon, Mr. Doc. Thank you so much for having me here. Of course. Well, Dragon, this was, uh, this was something. We had, yeah. uh, I mean, Doc's pretty cool dude, that's for sure. Very uh, chill. Love the accent. Love what he stands for. Big, big Scotland, man. And I mean, <laughs> I feel like he, uh, is definitely doing what, uh, he wants to do. And he's, you know, being himself and not... You know, someone else. Exactly.
and I think this was an absolutely great episode. We uh, we got to touch on a lot of topics. We got to talk about community, and of course our message spreading mental health awareness through gaming. And you know we got to interview a pretty cool dude. I don't know. I love Doc. He's great. Of course, Haunted Grape is great. Moot's great. All of them are great. A lot of streamers are great. And, you know, I could not be happier that we got to sit down and do this today with him. Yep, we got some insider scoop, insider information that people are going to have to listen for. Yeah, we got that, uh, we got that information that, uh, people are going to be wanting and knowing. We're like, uh, any half-reliable post service. We got that inside scoop. Yep. I don't know where I was going with that. That made absolutely no sense. I'm just, just so glad. I'm just so glad you were like, yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you, you guys so much for watching. Once again, this has been Nighty. This has been Dragon. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. I'm taking my whole rest of bed. Uh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. You probably need some sleep.